Well, hey, everybody, we want to welcome you today to the conversation, and we're talking about what do we do after Easter? Um, you know, we just wrapped up Easter at Life Center, and I know we have different friends listening today. I'm sitting down with a couple of my friends, so take a moment, introduce yourselves, and what do you do at Life Center? Why don't we start with you, Anson? Go ahead. Well, I'm Anson Dawkins, and I'm one of the worship pastors here, so it is my esteemed pleasure to do that here every week, and uh, I, I love God. I have a wonderful, two wonderful daughters and uh, a wonderful, amazing wife that that uh, I'm enjoying, enjoying the process of being Come married on. just as we have just gotten married a, a little, bo- little over a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And as uh, as we see, the smile on your face tells the whole story right yes, there. Yeah, yes, yeah, awesome. it does. <laughs> and Brandon, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Brandon Stanley. Um, a worship pastor here on staff. Been here for quite a bit. Um, grew up in this place. Love it. Um, I am also married. I have three wonderful kids that keep on adding more gray hairs to my life, but I love the gray hairs. Yeah, love so, it. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, Easter is such a big moment in the church. And I know behind the scenes, our team for months, we've been leading up to this, this week and really this weekend, we, we approach it with three parts, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Easter is kind of this one collective Holy Week moment for us. Um, but you know, as the church, we, we build, we push, we plan, you know, the big moment of Easter but we were talking a, a few weeks back and really kind of framing around this conversation, but now what? And I think a lot of times, so often we, we push to Easter. But before we get to that question, let, let's, let's ask some important questions. Um, best all-time Easter candy. <laughs> oh, Best all-time Easter candy. I mean, I, I mean, that's easy for me. There's only one. Yeah. It's a Cadbury egg. Cadbury egg. Cadbury okay. egg. I mean... It's chocolate. Right. It's got a, a creamy filling. Okay. It doesn't get better than that. All right. Cadbury egg. Yeah. Uh, those little marshmallow. Don't say peeps. Peeps? peeps. No. Are you serious? No. I'm not <laughs> okay. serious. So Nobody the, likes The next question is, what's the worst candy? And the answer is peeps. Okay. <laughs> For no, sure. No, I think, you know, Cadbury, I love those Cadbury eggs, but if they were... If they had a, a, a vegan one, a vegan be, option, that'd be amazing. So, so I haven't had one in years. Anybody listening, if you've come across a vegan Cadbury egg, send that to send Anson it. Dawkins yes. at Life Center, yeah. and I know uh, he will be blessed. I'm sure, someone has it too. Uh, so, yeah, you're gonna get one. Yeah. I would love that. Okay, uh, so growing up, you guys, you guys been in the church for a long time. Brandon, you born and raised here, yep. Anson. Grew up kind of Midwest. Yeah. I almost said Central America, <laughs> yeah, no. the center of America, yeah. but Midwest. Uh, you guys have been on staff a long time. As you think about Easter, like what is one of the highlight moments for you? Oh yeah, that's a great. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll okay. give you a chance to think about it. Uh, so for me, growing up we would always do like a family Easter egg hunt. But here's what I loved about our family Easter egg hunt. My parents would hide quarters in some of the eggs. And like, so when you, when you found that one, there was always like this challenge between me and my cousins, like who's going to get the egg with yeah. the quarters. Yeah. In it? Cause that was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, now I didn't realize this by the way, you know, our kids are getting older and did you know that pop machines, like a can of pop costs a buck now? 
I thought it was still 50 cents. Oh, no. I've seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've yeah, seen I'm that. getting old. But <laughs> so, like, for me, getting those quarters was a big deal because I knew I, I could get multiple cans of pop out of this deal. So. Uh, oh, for, for me, cans of soda, by the way. It's not pop. My kids always correct me. Yeah. For me, uh, I, it, it was for sure Easter egg hunts, but I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but we kind of failed at them and we never found them all. So then you would <laughs> continue to find them throughout the year. So it's like, would you eat the candy when you oh, found it? I mean, of year? course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's like, it's like you'd be outside playing soccer and you go get the ball. And it's like, what is this? It's, it's like, it was just, it was amazing. So yeah, I, that that's my for sure favorite memory as a kid. Yeah. Well, I think for me and as a tradition, it was, it was the dressing up. That was so cool. Just and not not necessarily. I didn't like as much dressing up as I got got older, uh, but I liked coming and seeing the different outfits and the churches I grew up in. There were hats that were amazing. Yes. Yeah. So you would see all these hats, and you see all this, you know, the older mothers of the church, you know, and it would just be such a cool thing to see people just getting really excited about that and dressing up in their Sunday best. So there's like specific. Easter oh, yeah. is stuff to wear. Oh, for sure. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Well, when we lean into this question, now what? I think one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with the two of you is you guys spend so much of your time, energy leading up to Easter. And yet, even, even as worship pastors, working with some of the creative elements as well, it's like push, 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 build, build, build. Now what? Yeah. yeah. You know, Easter tends to be one of the highest attended weekends for the church in America. So you have all of these people, all of this momentum, all of this energy. But now what? And and I guess, Anson, maybe I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. What would you what would you say to people who, you know, every year they get excited about Easter? Yeah. And then they kind of check that off and it's like, Yeah. Okay, now what? Yeah, I think the one of the things about Easter to me is it is all the pomp, all the planning, all the production is to lead up to that celebratory moment of Easter. But as we've done all that planning, that that the purpose of that is to get us to recognize that there are moments after that. There are going to be a, a myriad of moments after that that lead up to the next big thing, but those moments, it, it's it, Easter helps us to recognize that, wow, there's some, there's a reason to celebrate those little things, and if I can't celebrate the little things, then it's hard to really get get up for those big things. Yeah. So I, I for me, um, I just decide, I've decided in my mind and my heart that, regardless of, you know, how tired I am from just the big production. I am so grateful that I get to celebrate the fact that Jesus came and he died for me and he rose for me and it changes my life forever. And that should have an effect on my everyday moment. Yeah, on the everyday. Yeah. Not just the big moment. Yeah. Not just when you pull out the special hat. Exactly. Exactly. It it impacts the everyday. Exactly. Right. When you put on your holy jeans and when you, you know, when you, when you just, when you're in your pajamas. There's a reason to celebrate the life that we have in Jesus yeah. Christ. 
Yeah, that's such a great thought. I, a number of years ago, I read a book. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's called A Theology of the Ordinary. Mm-hmm. And like the whole purpose, the whole premise was bringing an awareness of God even into the ordinary mm-hmm. kind of mundane things. You know, so when you're talking about putting on your your holy jeans and I... You know, I don't think you're talking about no, H-O-L-Y. No, no. You're talking about like, you know, your tattered jeans yeah. when yeah. you're out pulling weeds. Like the reality is, and, and what was running in the back of my mind when you were saying that, most Easter's Sundays, like churches across America, somebody's going to stand up and say these words, he is risen. Yeah. He and the, congre- yeah. the congregation is going to respond how? He is risen indeed. He is risen indeed, right? And it's funny how we do that on Easter. Yeah. But the reality is that truth should impact our everyday living. Yeah. Because three weeks after Easter, I should still have this perspective. Yeah. He's risen indeed. Yes. And that, that changes everything. That's important. Yeah. yeah. That's important. I love it. Brandon, what, what would you add to that? Um, to me, one of the things that I, I keep on coming back to is uh, as we're in Holy Week and we're talking about like, you know, it starts, we, we, we journey and then it ends. I mean, that's kind of, I think that's kind of the premise of this. It, it mm-hmm. ends on Easter, but there's a, there, Jesus's life had a trajectory. Yeah. It was moving in a direction and there was purpose and there was stops and there was things that marked that journey. And one of the biggest parts of the story is it didn't end on Easter. Right. I mean, his life, the trajectory, that's the whole, that's the whole mystery behind it. That's that that's that is what makes it so important. Yeah. It it didn't end. But it reminds me that there's a trajectory for my life too. There's a trajectory for my wife's life. Mm-hmm. There's people I don't know. There's a trajectory. And um, we have no idea where the end date is, but until it ends, like it's moving somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the thing that resonates with, with me when I think about that is that there was sacrifice along the way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, we're talking about Easter, obviously the, the ultimate sacrifice, but there's small sacrifices in my life. There's things that I have to like give up. There's things that I have to move past. There's things that for me, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm holding on and I'm holding on. But as I journey, I, I need to let go. Easter for me reminds me that there's something more. There's something next week that I'm going to find myself holding on to right. that the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time to put that down. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that. And again, I'm not in charge of that final moment. It's my responsibility to continue to walk yeah. towards it. Yeah. To me, that's that. That's the what's next after Easter. Yeah, yeah, so good. I, I heard this thought, you know, as I was even preparing uh, for our Easter gatherings here at Life Center, and it's this whole idea of without the resurrection, we would have read a biography of somebody's life mm, yeah. because there would have been a period, yeah, yeah, after the death of Jesus. But the crazy thing about the resurrection is it turns that period into a comma. Yeah, and it wasn't just for Jesus' life. It's also, that's true for our lives, you know, where, uh, so where is it in our lives that we've maybe put a period where God's like, no, 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 it's not the end. It's not over. And how how do we continue to lean into that and live into that? I think that's, that's huge. Um, One of my thoughts, you know, as we talk about uh, what now 
after Easter is I think every day we have to remind ourselves to live like it's more than just a story mm-hmm. or a stop on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think those those two ideals, when, when we approach Easter, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the story of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. We got to understand it's not just like this historic story tied up in a book. It's real. Yeah. It's a living story. Yeah. And we know that because lives are continuing to be changed yeah. by this story. Yeah. And so somehow I have to live each day like it's more than just a story caught up on some pages yeah. somewhere. But then also I can't just treat Easter like it's a stop on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a weird tension there because we do treat it like it's a stop on the calendar because it's a big, important yeah. day. It's, it's an important day where we remember, we reflect, yeah. we, we walk through the days of Holy Week. And yeah. I love even this year how our creative team put together like a snapshot of here's what's happening each day of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And it leads us to this moment. But here's the reality on this, on this side of the resurrection, every day is resurrection. Yeah. 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 Because we live with that reality. And so for those who are maybe, you know, kind of processing going, okay, yep, went to church on Easter, check, now what? Well, live like it's more than just a stop on the calendar. Yeah. Live like it's more than just a story caught up in the Bible, Yeah, but bring it into day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, last question I would ask you guys. So, So every week, you guys are standing on stage. You're helping to provide environments for people to experience God. We talk about this often, like worship is not just Christian karaoke. Right. It's not just like, hey, let's sing along for right. a couple of minutes because we need right. to fill some time. Follow the bouncing yeah. ball. <laughs> um, as, as people who are called and gifted and anointed to like lead people into worship, as, as worship pastors, what would you want people to know? like in that week to week reality. Cause sometimes we feel it like Easter people show up. It's like, whoa, it's, it's our super bowl. Like people show up ready to go. What would you want people to, to hear from your heart or to know kind of like peek behind the curtain? Now what after Easter, like what would you want them to bring with them every single week? Yeah. we talk about this every every week as we get ready to, you know, send people out. Um, that that we don't just go to church; we are the church. Mm. I think on on those terms that that has to become a reality for us. So, if we are the church, if I am the church, we are collectively the church, and. It's not about a building, but it's about a belief. It's about what do, who do right. we believe right. in? Um, and I, I feel like we're we're having one of our one of my favorite scriptures is in uh, Galatians five thirteen. It just talks about that we are we are called to be free, but we we're not called to be to serve ourselves, mm-hmm. but to serve. Our brothers and sisters. Freedom has a purpose beyond just us. So we as a church, being free to be able to, our service, our service is how we we bring healing in situations where we've been healed. 
we've been forgiven, so we get to bring forgiveness. You know, we've been delivered, so we get to bring deliverance in our homes, in our communities, whether it's whether it's corporate, whether it's community, whether it's family, whether it's private. There has to be, there has to be a again, uh, every moment, every moment, recognizing that, yeah, I have been set free, but it's not for me. Yeah. To hoard it to myself is so that I can serve. I can be of service. So, what is my one of my questions that I'm asking myself this week is, what does my service look like? Mm. You know, if we were talking about church service, what is my my me as the church? What does my service look like? Yeah. How am I serving yeah. in my in my neighborhood, in my family, in my you know, in my music? Whatever it is in business, whatever it is, how do I, as a church, how does my service look? So yeah. that's 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 one of the things that's that's really I think I want people to know. You this has to be a personal thing. That's you good. know, you can't just come to church and then just just try to get that out in an hour. This is right. what you, you got to have your hours throughout the week. Yeah, throughout yeah. the week. That's good. Good. Brent, what would you add to that? To me, the thing that I think I would add to that, because that's, that's right on. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. The thing that, if I could push it a little bit further, would be, you know, when I talk to my kids, so I have a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old, and um, I, I look back at my childhood, and they are going through and experiencing different things mm -hmm. that I did not. There's just new realities to the world we live in. The the resounding theme I keep on hearing is is no hope. Mm -hmm. It's why, like, what's the purpose? You know, does it does does thing does things matter? Does things matter? Yeah. You know, uh, do I care anymore? Um, I I talk to friends who are you know running into situations in their life and they're struggling, and it is it's like, should I tap out? Are we done? I don't. I don't know why anymore. I, I hear this common theme. Easter is a message of hope. Yeah, yeah. And that hope is not confined to one week. Yeah, so good. Yeah. It's it. It's not an. It is not an Easter message. The the Easter message reminds us that it's constantly the message. Now, yeah. Easter made this one moment eternally. Every moment yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Everything. Yeah. It's constant. It's everywhere. It's free. Mm -hmm. It's accessible. Um, and so for me, I think I think what's next? What 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 do I as a worship pastor, as I'm leading and I'm looking out and I'm seeing, you know, believers and non-believers, mm -hmm. the thing I'm praying, the thing I'm thinking about is I hope someone can grab on to hope. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I hope that they get hope in this place. Yeah. Jesus is real. Yeah, he's alive and he's still doing things. And like you said, it's free. Mm -hmm. It's right there, and it's not on a special day that's on a calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that calendar date marks an important day that makes it eternally accessible for people. Yeah. And that's the thing I want people to walk away with uh, every week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I encounter people at the grocery store or when I'm in a coffee shop or when I'm talking to a friend who's struggling or when I'm actually in a church service, 
how do people get hope for their lives? Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. What I love about both, both of what you guys have shared, I think that's so helpful for anybody kind of listening to this conversation because it's this reminder because of the resurrection, there really is this great reversal that has taken place and it didn't just change that moment. It's changed every moment. Yeah. And so how do we live into that? Yeah. Um, and so, man, thank you guys for sharing your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do really believe I, we, we would say it like the resurrection of Jesus has changed and, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do we live like that? Yeah. Does it show up in, in the hope that we bring when we, whether we walk through the doors and we're worshiping mm-hmm. or whether we're out pulling weeds in our backyard, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the gospel changes everything. everything. Yeah. And uh, okay. there's been this great reversal. Yeah. And so, man, I hope that those who are listening today, they, they feel that encouragement yeah. and that reminder, like, okay, Easter's over. Now what? Well, mm-hmm. what, what do we do? Don't live like it's just a story yeah. Yeah. or a stop on the calendar. Yeah. Live like every day is a reminder because Jesus is alive. Yeah. Everything has changed. 